welcome to Future So Bright, the podcast from Class 101 Franklin, where we illuminate the college admissions experience. I'm your host, Sean. And before I was a college student, I was a Class 101 Franklin student who was trying to find my own way through the college admissions process. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, John Sims, the Associate Dean of Admissions at Davidson College. Could you tell everyone a little bit about what you do at Davidson and a little bit about your background as well? Yeah, I'm going into year three here at Davidson, but this is my 14th year working in higher education. Uh, Currently in my role at Davidson, um, I work closely with our processing team, which handles all the incoming documents, applications, everything for students to be considered for admission. Also work with our counseling staff. I'm one of the lead athletic liaisons for our Division I athletic program, so working with a multitude of the 21 programs here at Davidson to approve athletic recruits year to year. And I also handle some other pieces of the overarching recruitment process, including print uh, materials, email communication to students, as well as what we call student search, which is essentially how you build your classes of students year out. Um, So along with that, I also work specifically with students who are applying from the cities of Charlotte and Atlanta and oversee the transfer process to Davidson. Wow, it sounds like you got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's been a good journey. And I also forgot to mention um, what I did prior, because you did ask that as well. But mentioning that this is year 14, I've worked for three other institutions, combination of state institutions, one in Virginia, other private schools that are comprehensive liberal arts. So definitely a good experience of seeing what research schools are like, liberal arts as well as comprehensive and the different types of fits for students. So it's been a great journey that's led me here to Davidson. So today we're going to be talking specifically about liberal arts colleges. That's what I looked at specifically when I was doing my college application process. I was looking for a small liberal arts school. What does it mean to be a liberal arts college? In the end, the whole idea of liberal arts education is to teach students how to explore different issues, ideas, theories and methodologies, and it's across all academic subjects. So you're thinking humanities, the arts, natural and social sciences, all across the board. And the hope is that by students taking courses in all of the different academic areas that institution offers, you're going to become more well-rounded, which you are. But Also, over time, schools, especially like Davidson, have evolved to do a combination of really integrated courses in general education curriculum, which I know we'll talk about the ways of knowing requirements. But the end goal of a liberal arts education is not just to take different topic classes. It's about developing critical thinkers and critical communicators. That's what employers want. That's what grad schools want. And it gives students an opportunity to you know, learn how to solve problems and decide what problems need to be solved. And I think the most important part is we want to teach students how to think for themselves, not teach them what to think, but how to think and to come to their own conclusions. Yeah. And that's something that I've really loved about my time at Davidson is that even though I'm a sociology slash communications double major, I'm still able to take classes about like, there was one that was a theater class that I took about thinking creatively and looking back at mm-hmm. what creativity means and stuff like that. And that's been such an amazing class. And I wouldn't have taken that if I was just focusing on that sociology slash communications coursework area. What are some common misconceptions about liberal arts colleges? I think the most common misconception is just not truly understanding what it is. I always ask when I'm doing information sessions or visiting high schools or doing panels, I like to engage the audience to say, you know, when you hear the term liberal arts, what do you think of? What comes to mind? And the answers can vary. But in the end, when we can really draw the the students, the parents, the high school counselors into understanding that this is about 
students being in really what I call microcosm of the real world, right? Some of the worst things that can happen to a student when they go to college is if you go to school where everyone's from the same place, everyone thinks the same, guess what happens? You're always going to think that you're right. Then you go into the real world and you're surrounded by people from different backgrounds, ideologies, religions, political opinions, and you're challenged. And it's going to be a culture shock. But if you choose the right liberal arts institution, you're going to be surrounded by those mindsets and having discussion, dialogue, and debate with your peers and with faculty members throughout your entire time, just as you described. And I'm sure you've benefited from being around students who are studying different academic areas, because I think one of the things that students don't truly know until they get to college, the academic track they choose to pursue is gonna teach them theories and methodologies and how to interpret data and information through the lens of that subject area, right? An economic student's gonna look at the same information differently than an anthropology student, just based on how they're taught. And that is how you start to develop those critical thinking communication skills by being around people who want to have real dialogue. And also as a communication student, you understand that theory. Dialogue is both parties are on the same playing field. There's no overarching power between one and the other. You're not thinking about what you're gonna say in response to somebody as they're speaking. You're actually listening, hearing their thoughts and opinions, taking the time to let that sit and reflect before you respond. Um, so, it's an exciting way to approach education and you know employers are actively recruiting liberal students or so certain graduate school programs because they bring that difference in mindset and perspective to all those opportunities once they leave yeah and i mean there's always something to be said for being around like-minded people and being able to like build off each other but one of the greatest things that i was able to experience at davidson was just my my freshman dorm hall was really super tight and amongst us was a about a handful of STEM majors, yeah. a theater major, some poli-sci majors. And that was those were the best conversations that you could have because you had different yep. perspectives. That's um, great. And so that was what made that friend group really tight too, is that everyone was totally different. And mm -hmm. you could always find a different conversation or a different perspective, even just going out to lunch and getting comments or whatever. Yep. So you've already done a pretty good job at this and pitching this, but so why should I attend a liberal arts college? Yeah, you know, I'm a firm believer that higher education is something that shouldn't be sold. And I will tell students and families this, and the minute I meet them, every school that I've worked for, I've always felt that it's my responsibility to do a good enough job explaining the institution, all the opportunities and how we approach education, so that students can then make the informed decision of if the school I'm at, which is now Davidson, is gonna be on their college list. Because in the end, there's over 4,000 different colleges and universities just here in the United States all different fits for so many different types of students. And I think the end goal is that when a student is going through this process as sophomore, junior, senior in high school, the best thing they can do is have those real conversations, not just with the admission office, but current students at those schools, faculty members, because it really comes down to what is the best learning environment for each student. Some students thrive really well in a classroom with 100 students at a larger institution. You wouldn't have 20 plus thousand students at those schools if it wasn't a good fit. Right. But you have others that want to have that close engagement with their peers and faculty members and continue the discussion when they leave the class, continue to ask questions and be around intellectually curious people that just want to keep learning and learning and engaging. In the end, it just really comes down to if each school that a student applies to has all the things they're looking for in their experience 
whether it's liberal arts, comprehensive, research-based. Um, just my job is to make sure students have perspective on what is out there. And then in the end, after they've learned enough about each type of school, then they can decide if a liberal arts education is right for them or a research institution. Um, but I do believe students that have a vast amount of differing interests, they don't want to be pigeonholed into one pre-track program the minute they start. Then eventually, if they decide to change their major, they may have to go through a full application process at the same school to change their major, right? Liberal arts institutions are great fits for so many different types of students. It's just making sure that the holistic picture of the school itself is going to work for that student because it's not just the curriculum, it's the location, it's the engagement of the school with the surrounding area that they're in, whether it's a neighborhood, city, or town. All of those pieces need to be in sync so a student can feel confident in where they're going to enroll. How do you think Davidson is unique compared to other liberal arts colleges? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's many great liberal arts institutions across the U.S. that model and do things in a similar way that we do. I do think Davidson is uniquely positioned as one of the rarities of a selective liberal arts institution in the Southeast, also being a Division I institution. There's not many that are our size that are Division I. But I also think the way that we have evolved our curriculum with the ways of knowing requirements. And you know, when I went to school, uh, I loved my experience, but it's what I refer to as a checkbox approach. And this was before all these new ideas came into the classroom setting. But you would show up at an institution, you'd have two years worth of general education requirements, and you literally go through and check off each one. You know, I got my science requirement done, foreign language, my arts, but there wasn't a focus on seeing the interconnectivity between subject areas, how theories and methodologies in biology can be applied to theories and methodologies in psychology. And that's what we do here at Davidson. You're gonna be surrounded by students during your entire time, not just in the ways of knowing requirements, they're studying different things and bringing those perspectives and mindsets and differences and opinions to the classroom. And that is the most beautiful part to me of a liberal arts education, that that part of the experience never stops, mm -hmm. right? Even students that work here in the admission office that are in their senior year, they have students that are in their major requirement courses that are studying different things because the students are so curious, they want to know everything that they can. And I really think our approach through the Ways of Knowing requirements, the opportunities for students to have hands-on research from their first year, because we do not have master's or doctoral programs, so our students aren't working against graduate students to actually be published with professors, to build that research experience before going on to grad school. There's a lot of the Davidson experience that you can't get readily at other places. And the coolest part to me is that, even though I've only been here, this is year three, I've seen the students that I was fortunate enough to work with in the admission process slowly change and evolve since they got here. And that's what college should be, right? Mm -hmm. It's an evolution into something different than when you started. And hopefully into a young professional where you don't have to know what you want to do with the rest of your life. A place like Davidson, other liberal arts schools, we believe it is our responsibility to be a part of that decision and help guide students along that, not expect you to know your future career out of high school. You know, give you opportunities to try different things, whether it's research, internships, job shadowing with alumni, to say hands-on, is this what I want to do with the rest of my life? And then being at a smaller institution like ours, you had the benefit of one-on-one -on -one advising, all the things to keep you on track. And still to be graduating students year to year from 93% plus on a four-year timeline, 
That's great, because the national averages for private and public institutions are nowhere close to that on a four-year timeline. So that means that students are happy. They're staying here, completing their degree. They're going to bigger and better things when they leave. And they're continuing to be engaged alumni, which means that they've had a great experience at Davidson. Oh, and that's something that I've been very fortunate is that when looking at like classes and filling out my, my web tree for mm -hmm. the next semesters, it's really been for me, I haven't been checking out boxes to fill all my ways of knowing. It's just been what classes look interesting. And then exactly. I, I've noticed then, oh wait, that fulfills this. Yes. And that's actually a communications class. It satisfies a communications requirement too. And it's just, mm -hmm. I was really interested in that but I didn't know it fulfilled all these things. And you know, that's what I tell students when I'm meeting with those who are deciding if they're going to apply is, this curriculum is built not just to surround you with people who think differently, but you get to choose those course topics that you're most best and interested in studying. And it creates so much more buy-in in the classroom setting. It's never gonna happen where a ways of knowing requirement is only gonna have one course offered that every student has to take. You're gonna have multiple options. And I didn't have that in my undergrad. You know, if I needed to complete a requirement, I'd be lucky if there were two offered that year. But here at Davidson, students really get to explore the classes that they have a passion in. What are the ways of knowing requirement? We mentioned it a little bit. And they are very immersive. And the goal of this is teaching students to understand the relationship between what we know and how we know it. And essentially the way I describe it is there's different names for each topic, but they're essentially themes. There's seven overarching themes. Students have an opportunity during their time well, they have to take at least one course in each of those things, but then they get to choose those course topics that they're most vested and interested in studying. And throughout their time at Davidson, these are going to be intertwined between their elective requirements as well as major requirements. And that's where you're going to bring together students from all different courses. You know, And I'm sure you've had this here, but you could be in a class with music students, and neuroscience students, psychology, biology, Russian studies, all across the board. And having those differences in perspectives and how they've been taught to interpret information, that's just gonna to add to the richness of a classroom setting. And it goes back to what I harp on all the time. It's about developing critical thinkers and communicators, people who can think outside the box so that when they do leave Davidson, they can cross organizational barriers, do different things over a lifetime of their career. And that's the cool part of the ways of knowing crimes is that you're gonna be around different people who are all vested in those course topics, in these themes. And it's something that honestly I get a little jealous of because I'm somewhat of a nerd when it comes to this topic and I wish I got to have this type of an experience. Because um, when you look at the course topics, they're super cool. Like oh, there's yeah. stuff that you wanna wake up and get to that class to have these discussions with your, your peers and your faculty members. And in the end, it helps students just branch out and try new things. You know, I've talked with a number of students that work here in our office that, they get here and they understand what the ways and normal requirements are, but until they actually get into those classes, they realize how influential those courses are in their experience. They've helped guide them to major tracks that they weren't considering, along with the one-on-one -on -one advising. They've been exposed to students and faculty members teaching different courses that have helped them find internships and research experiences. It's central to the Davidson experience on the academic side. And in the end, it's just, it's really about giving them that strong foundation for our end goal. And I think we all know the, the Davidson experience. Well, we're trying to develop humane instincts, discipline, and creative minds, which is working year to year. But in the end, we want our students to have a positive impact on the world. 
And by having all these different courses, understanding how people think from different backgrounds and perspectives, it makes sure that our students know what their next steps are and how to work with others when that time comes. Davidson also has some really unique partnerships, especially in the cooperative uh, dual degree engineering yes. program. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's designed as a 3-2 program, but we do have students that end up enjoying their time here at Davidson so much that <laughs> they stay for four years and go into one of the co-op schools for two. The whole goal of this 3-2 engineering program is that students enroll at Davidson, whether it's for the first three or four years, they choose a major, it can be a major across anything that we offer that they have a passion in. Along with that, they're going to have to maintain a certain GPA requirement, take all their engineering prerequisite courses, which will include math, science, you know, physics, calculus-based coursework which are the prerequisites for the engineering programs. Once they complete those courses, as they're going into that final year of their work here at Davidson, they will apply to one of our partner schools, which are Washington University in St. Louis and Columbia University in New York. Washington University is a guaranteed admission program for students who have the satisfactory GPA and have completed those prerequisite courses successfully. Columbia University is no longer a guaranteed admission program, but our acceptance rate is extremely high for students. Once a student successfully transitions to one of those two programs and completes the full engineering degree there in those two years, they will be granted two bachelor's degrees, from one from Davidson and one from one of the partner institutions. Liberal arts degree from Davidson, it can be economics, it can be philosophy, and then the second would be an engineering degree from one of those two schools. We kind of talked about this a little bit. If I'm a pre-professional major, like pre-law, pre-med, sure. Is Davidson going to be the right fit for me? Absolutely. Because remember, liberal arts is not just arts. There's STEM. I mean, we offer neuroscience as a full major, biology, chemistry, and we have great facilities and lab facilities here on campus for research and that experience in the pre-track programs, whether it's pre-med, pre-vet, pre-dental. I was actually just doing a panel a few weeks ago with our um, head pre-med advisor, as well as current seniors who are completing the pre-med program. And... Three of the five seniors that were on that call have already been accepted into one of their top choices in med school. One was a philosophy major, just got into med school, right? Not even done with their senior year. In the end, I don't think it should come down to whether it's Davidson or a liberal arts versus a research institution. It's the overall fit that a student's looking for because we are very successful with getting students into graduate programs. You know, Each year, the students that decide to apply to med school right away, um, the majority of our students are getting into at least one of those institutions. And if you look at national averages, typically year to year across the entire U.S. from all colleges and universities, you're usually seeing 40 to 42 percent of students admitted to med school in the first try. We are well above that on the national average. Our students are getting in even if they take a gap year, which is extremely common to have some time to kind of decompress work or prep for the med school exam. They're still getting in. In the end, you're going to have that one on one attention. You're going to have an opportunity to either major in science or a non-science field and still take all the prerequisite courses you need. The one-on-one advising from our pre-med and all of our allied health program faculty members, it's top-notch. They make sure students know exactly what prerequisite courses they need to take for each graduate program because some may differ by college or university. And they're really getting that one-on-one attention all the way through to make sure they know how to navigate this process, had the right letters of recommendation for each. So for students that 
want to keep their options open. They know that med school is going to be in their future, but they may not be sure what they want to major in. Davidson is a great fit for them, and the numbers speak for themselves. Our students are getting into med school. They had those opportunities post-graduation, um, but they're going to be able to explore a lot of different areas while also following those pre-track passions of theirs. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you on. Is there any words of wisdom that you would like to leave us with? My thing is for all students that are listening to this, parents, high school counselors, students should apply and consider all different types of schools, public, private, every different type of fit that you can imagine that they think will work for them. Go through the full mission process, learn as much as they can, make sure they have a financial aid award letter in hand so they know it's a feasible option. And then, you know, trust their gut and their instincts because, you know, even though I'm always a little biased towards Davidson, I love this place. I think students just need to really know that there is no wrong decision. Wherever they end up is going to be the right place because there's something about that college or university that they felt connected to. They know they're going to be successful there. Um, and especially for seniors that are going through this process right now, I always try to remind them it may be stressful and daunting at this moment. But a year from today, they're going to be first year students in college and all of this will be over and that end goal is in sight. In the end, um, I just tell students, try to have fun with this process. It should be something that they enjoy. It shouldn't feel there's so much nerves and anxiety that go into this just with the way higher education has evolved. Um, but even though it's a big decision, it's going to be a fun decision and they're going to end up in the right place. Um, if students decide to apply to Davidson, it's great. They're going to have great counseling from me and my team. Um, uh, but in the end, you know, just go through this, learn as much as you can about each college or university that's on your list. Talk to current students, faculty, continue to engage with those schools even after you apply for admission so you can keep learning about that experience. So when the time comes in, they hear back if they're admitted to those schools, they have enough information to make that informed decision of where they're going to call home for the next four years. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Futures So Bright. We hope you'll subscribe and tell a friend about us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at at class 101 Franklin TN. And if you're in our area, we'd love to talk with you one-on-one -on -one about how Class 101 can work with your family and student to plan for college. With about 50 Class 101 locations nationwide, you can go to class101.com to find a location with experienced college planners near you.